Welcome to Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the challenges and opportunities facing the global food supply chain and speak with experts working to support a planet of plenty. Hello, I'm Michelle Michael. In this special series of Ag Future, we're talking with those working along the food supply chain about the impact of COVID-19. My guest today, uh, Bill Gray, a major player in Canada's egg industry. Bill, thank you so much for joining us today from Ontario. Is that right? That's right. Your operation is is one of the largest processors of uh, farm fresh eggs in Ontario. Tell us a little about yourself and, and Gray Ridge Egg Farms. We started in the um, early uh, uh, 30s. Uh, it was started by my mother and father, uh, very small beginnings from a uh, local farm, thus, then moving into uh, Ridgetown, again, small beginnings, and uh, we grew a little bit at a time. We were actually located with a grading operation in Ridgetown for some 58 years, closing that in uh, 1992. A lot of family history then. Definitely a family business, and uh, I'm very proud to be a uh, part of it. How does your company work with egg farmers uh, to provide eggs for Canadians? We uh, buy eggs from the farmers, that's at arm length, arm's length, that's not through the uh, Egg Farmers of Ontario or Egg Farmers of Canada. We've had many long-term uh, suppliers, uh, Mr. McKinley, who started with my father, the McKinley family, not the original Mr. McKinley, is a 84-year supplier. He started with that uh, at that time, and we've had many uh, many uh, more long-term suppliers, and also we have new people as well. So uh, in terms of um, working with uh, Egg Farmers of Ontario, Egg Farmers of Canada, um, their position is to control the uh, production and supply what we need in terms of um, uh, weekly, uh, weekly demand. And they're doing a pretty good job. Sometimes they run a little bit short, and in those cases, we do have some traditional import quota that we use to bring in from uh, bring eggs in from the U.S. if and and when needed, and only if and and when needed. So all in all, the mandate, and I was on the uh, Egg Farmers of Canada for 12 years, their mandate is to supply Canadian eggs for the Canadian public. Mr. Gray, times are tough in, in every industry right now. Uh, there's there's nothing quote or unquote normal about what's presently going on in the world, except that people will always need to eat. And and now more than ever, people have turned to eggs. Do you see or feel that increase in de- a higher demand in this pandemic? Oh, no question. In fact, our retail stores are, uh, in some cases, have been rationing. And that is not only in Ontario, but across Canada and indeed uh, into the uh, United States. We are, in fact, though, in the last uh, week or so post-Easter, we are uh, catching up to demand. On the other side, we also are in the further processing uh, business, and uh, that end of the business has uh, slowed down uh, considerably, as has our uh, wholesale business that uh, supplies uh, Restaurants, uh, healthcare systems, hospitals, uh, nursing home, nursing homes, uh, etc. But no, the demand is uh, is uh, all on the retail side. 
And when we talk about that increase in demand, um, how much are we talking? What was the demand before COVID and, and how has that changed numbers wise? Well, we're primarily retail, so we're finding it uh, larger than some perhaps, but we see growth on the retail sides. And uh, quite frankly, when we uh, have been unable to fill orders, we probably were running about uh, 90% fill rate, which is actually pretty good compared to uh, across this country and our friends to the south. So then how would you describe in terms of, of consumer trends when it comes to buying eggs at this time? Consumer trends, of course, uh, with people staying at home, I think uh, more breakfast, uh, just simply uh, more baking. I know my wife is doing an awful lot of baking, uh, and I understand the grocery stores are out of flour, so that does tell you something. And, of course, with baking, eggs are one of the primary ingredients. Uh, Mr. Gray, what message do you want to convey to people eating and buying eggs? I may be a, a, a bit prejudiced, but eggs are a nutritious food, high in protein with multiple uses. One of the few foods that have uh, achieved year-over-year per capita growth. That's a privilege today, by the way, in the food industry. Last but not least, reasonably priced, as, and no surprise during difficult times such as now and over the years, when we're experiencing uh, dips in the economy, the actual egg consumption goes up. And that's historic, by the way. Uh, every dozen counts, when I see people on the street and they uh, kind of recognize me, and they said, oh, I bought a dozen of your eggs. And I said, thank you very much. We market a dozen at a time, and we're very appreciative of all those that have patronized our brand uh, over these many, many years. That's why we're still here. As a producer in the poultry industry, it's unique in the fact that you really can't get large eggs or extra large eggs without the small and medium eggs that come at the beginning of the flock. Is that right? That's correct. What does that mean for you, the egg farmer or the processing plants for that matter? Well, uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, we were actually marketing our large, extra-large eggs, and the medium uh, were going to the uh, further processed market. With the smalls, um, we have a huge market uh, in and around the GTA for three-egg breakfasts, thus a uh, market for the smalls. Right now, we are uh, marketing the medium eggs at retail, mainly... Uh, in a 30-egg tray overwrap, and that has been going over very well. We do market some in one dozen cartons, but in the main, it's the 38-pack. Uh, in the midst of this uh, crisis, there are so many stories of good, of human compassion during this pandemic, and you're one of those, those great stories. Uh, Gray Ridge Egg Farms donated 108,000 eggs to small communities in need. Uh, tell us more about this incredible act of kindness. Well, we were happy to do that. Uh, we had eggs uh, packaged for the, uh, as I mentioned, the three-egg breakfast uh, trade. So the orders slowed, and uh, those eggs were still well uh, beneath the best before date. In fact, they were only uh, a few days old. So we decided, rather than uh, switch gears, that we would simply uh, donate those eggs, not only to food banks, to churches, to uh institutions of, of uh, 
a variety of, uh, of sources, and uh, we were uh, able to solicit volunteer um, uh, people to load a few cases of eggs in their cars or pickup trucks and drive them around. I think one uh, particular chap went out as far as 50 kilometers, and we were also very pleased to have our local MPP as one of the volunteers who was delivering. He went out quite a bit farther, and he said he was going out close to 50 miles. So it just all worked out very well, and at the end of the day, it was very gratifying for us. Those smiles and those few little thank yous uh, certainly uh, was a bit heartwarming, particularly in uh, the condition or the situation that we're in now. And what inspired you to make that donation? Well, the slowdown in the uh, demand for the uh, smalls was what inspired us. So we thought rather than repackage that product, that we would simply uh, <clears throat> send it out to people in need. And believe me, the, I, I, there's plenty of people in need, and we're happy to help out. We've been quite blessed ourselves, so uh, we're happy to help others. Mr. Gray, I want to go back um, just for a moment. You talked about there being plenty of people in need. Can you talk a little about that need? Well, I, I'm not an expert on that. I just go by uh, what uh, you see on the streets, and there's certainly a lot of sadness, uh, not only uh, in the big cities, but uh, also in the, uh, the city where I live, which is uh, London. So... Uh, we we think it's our duty to help to a to a certain extent uh, people who uh, have fallen on hard times, and that's kind of been our philosophy o over the years. As I said, we do we do have other uh, charities that we do throughout the year. Can you talk about the response that you're getting from those communities in need, um, those that received the egg donations? How are they feeling? I think they're doing okay. Uh, we don't have first-hand knowledge, we, we, uh, but we think that it's working uh, uh, pretty well. People are now, uh, after a few weeks of isolation, some voluntarily, some compulsory, uh, are getting into a routine. And uh, again, you don't see many cars on the streets, and uh, which leads back to people eating at homes, in their homes. And also you see lineups at the grocery stores. You know, it's funny during this time of social distancing to feel um, this this closeness in communities. Um, why is it so important to you to make this kind of donation in at this particular time? Well, it's something that we do not only at this time, but uh, throughout the year. We have charities that we support, uh, and we're happy to do this uh, as a uh, company of uh, that's been around uh, southwestern Ontario for a long period of time. In fact, uh, we've been uh, around here for 84 years, to be exact. I assume it uh, took some flexibility. What what kind of flexibility did this require for folks in, in the supply chain to repackage and send these eggs to those in need? None at all. They were packaged in 15 dozen boxes with uh, 638 trays. So uh, none at all. We just uh, simply the the case is one cubic foot, so they would fit in a uh, in the in a trunk or the backseat of somebody's car or in a pickup truck. And uh, uh, people took four or five or 
some took 10 cases and just simply uh, spread the round, them around, as they say, probably a 25 or 30K uh, radius. This story has reached many Canadians, and, and we hope to reach others globally. What advice or thoughts do you have for other groups wanting to, no- to uh, donate in a similar fashion? Well, donating, I feel, is a very personal uh, situation. I don't uh, tend to advise anyone on how or why they should donate. In our particular case, um, we, we believe that that was the right thing to do. Uh, rather than uh, repackage uh, the goods as I, uh, the eggs as I mentioned. And we will, uh, this is not the end, we will be doing more. Now, your, your company philosophy, your personal philosophy of, of keep growing, keep building, and operate as if you'll go on forever is a guiding principle. What does it mean to you, and, and how does it connect you, your family, and the company with your community? Well, uh, our company has uh, had the same philosophy uh, uh, for my lifetime, all my lifetime and before me. It was uh, drilled into me. It's the old saying, if you're standing still, you're going behind. So we've been very active in uh, not only uh, upgrading to the latest of equipment, but also uh, in the last 40 plus years, we've been uh, doing a lot of acquisitions which has worked out uh, very well for us. So uh, we're not stopping. We have uh, people of all ages in senior positions, and it's uh, important to keep the uh, people at all levels uh, with a growing company. It's contagious. Mr. Gray, do you feel um, also closer to the consumer during this pandemic? I would say, even though there is no uh, personal contact, per se, but uh, we're certainly uh, much closer to our uh, customers as uh, they're requesting special needs, special uh, deliveries to uh, accommodate their increased uh, demand. So our uh, sales team has been working very closely with our customers, and we do have a lot of retail uh, stores in in Ontario and uh, in Alberta and uh, B.C. work. We're involved in three provinces. All are doing well, and uh, we've had actually some nice compliments from our uh, from our customers. Do you think, uh, Mr. Gray, there will be any long-term uh, concerns in the uh, pol- poultry industry because of this pandemic? I can't foresee uh, anything at the moment, no. Nothing we can't handle, I'll put it that way. And you don't see any long-term concerns at this point. What does that say about the resiliency of farmers? Well, farmers are very resilient. They depend on the weather. Uh, They depend on market prices. Um, You know, the old saying, well, if you didn't do it this year, well, we'll look forward to next year. And I think that's the case in the whole agriculture industry. It's a very sophisticated industry uh, today with the tractors that run without people on them. Uh, I was just reading an article this morning, and uh, technology has certainly worked its way into agriculture, and it uh, it will only continue. You know, we talk a lot about um, crisis driving innovation. How might there be a positive from this crisis? Oh, I think there will always be a positive uh, from a crisis of this sort. One thing, uh, I believe that... uh, it gives good recognition to eggs. Uh, you notice one of the uh, only one of the ads on television 
They were comparing eggs to uh, toilet paper, not something we want to promote, but it was interesting that uh, eggs were front and center. So I think that we will uh, get very good press from uh, what's uh, transpired in uh, the recent uh, weeks. Farmers like their way of life, and farmers are happy people, and they like to uh, please their consumers. Biosecurity has always been important on the farm and in the egg processing facility. How have those protocols changed? Uh, Not much, actually. On our laying farms, we have a uh, shower-in, shower-out rule for the uh, floor barns. That's the uh, cage-free. And for the cage barns, we have a complete change of clothes plus uh, hand washing on the way in and again on the uh, on the way out in the plants we have um, washing when you go from one section of the plant to the other hand washing we have um, uh, implemented in the the uh, and have had for many years in the breaking plant hair nuts uniforms again hand washing um, we also have mats on the floor, disinfectant mats, where you walk through. And we do provide special footing, as well, special shoes as well. Yeah, I'm curious how this donation to those in need, how do you describe your emotions? Well, I think my emotions came from the, uh, the thank yous. And uh, just to see people, uh, it was a pleasant get-together, and there was actually some videos taken and uh, frankly, it uh, was just a heartwarming experience. We like to give back to our community. The community has been good to us, so why not? Do you think long-term uh, stories like this will will change the way the consumer perceives agriculture in a more positive light in most cases? I think so, but it, we'll have to see what the future holds. But definitely, um, when people have a time, and many are are not working. Uh, uh, in their office, they're working from home. And I think that it takes a broader look. I know that uh, we're looking at other aspects of the uh, world as well. And it's, I find it an interesting time, albeit not the, the most pleasurable time. But you know, there's always something uh, good comes from something not so good. Bill Gray, a good neighbor and a stellar story of giving in the world of agriculture during this tough, tough time. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome, and uh, please stay well and keep safe. For additional resources on COVID-19, visit Alltech.com. This has been Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.